Hey, good evening. It's time to get some rest. We're going to meditate on Matthew chapter 2, verses 7 through 12. We're going to do what the Psalms teach us to do. Meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still. And I'm really grateful that you're listening. I want to say a special hello to listeners in Metro Manila, Philippines. Glad that you found the podcast. Glad you're listening wherever you are. Let's dive right in after we pray. Father, I want to pray for your blessings over this listener, that they would even physically already be feeling at peace as they draw near to you through faith in Jesus, through your indwelling Holy Spirit, and as they draw near to you by meditating on your holy, precious word that you've blessed us with. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew chapter 2, starting at verse 7. Matthew, just to remind you, this is one of the four Gospels. Uh, This is um, the apostles recording the good news about Jesus. Matthew specifically, he is presenting this to the Jews of his day, that Jesus is their Messiah that they've been waiting for. And uh, in this paragraph, I'm going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read it slowly. And I want you to listen for how... The Bible talks about the state, like the government authorities, the government authority, and God. Because as I record this, there is a lot going on in the news related to our government. And we as Christians in America, all over the world, just always have this tension of being citizens of the kingdom of heaven with Jesus as our king, but also, secondarily, citizens of our earthly country. It can be really complicated to figure out how to navigate the two. And I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, but just notice um, that the state is represented in this paragraph and God is represented in this paragraph. And just take it for what it says, and we'll meditate on it a little bit and get some get some rest. So here we're, we're hearing about the part of the story of Jesus' birth uh, related to the wise men who came looking for him. Uh, They came because they knew he was going to be born king of the Jews. They wanted to worship him and acknowledge him as the king, the Messiah, the Christ. And so they've been inquiring where where he was to be born. Verse 7 says, Then Herod, the king, summoned the wise men secretly. Now remember, you're listening for the state and you're listening for God. Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. This is the star that was guiding the wise men to Jesus. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. 
All right. Did you notice the interaction there? The the wise men ping-ponging back and forth between their interactions with King Herod and with God and God's directions for them. I just find it interesting. They they basically were going along with what King Herod was telling them to do until God clearly told them otherwise at the end, warning them in a dream not to return to Herod. So there they disobeyed this earthly king in order to obey the true king, God himself. So I just offer that for what it's worth. I actually only have one part of this that jumps out at me that I wanted to point out. I mean, first you have the big picture that Jesus is the long-awaited Jewish Messiah, the Savior King. Uh, And I always like to encourage you to pause and just recalibrate how you think of Jesus. If you uh, are a modern-day American listening, it's likely that you think of Jesus sort of as a therapist or almost like a lucky rabbit's foot. Like when things are going bad, you kind of turn toward him. If you think of him at all, it's way more common to think of God in a general sense than specifically of Jesus. So let's just let the scripture remind us that he is the long-awaited Jewish Messiah who brought salvation not just to the Jews, but to all people, all nations, that he is the Savior King. So I'll just ask you first off, how do you normally think of Jesus? And I'll give you some time to think on that. How do you normally think of Jesus? What terms would you use to describe him to someone who had never heard of him? Now, be reminded by God's word that he is the Savior King. He saves his people from their sins, and he leads his people as their king. What difference would it make for you to live perfectly in light of his true identity as the Savior King? What difference would it have made during this last day that you lived? What difference will it make for you to live in light of Jesus's identity as the Savior King tomorrow? Because Jesus is the Jewish Messiah who came to save people from every nation, because he is the Savior King, 
the only right way to relate to him is faith, trusting in him gratefully for forgiveness of our sins and obedience, following his words and his commands uh, joyfully because he's a good king and he knows what he's doing. So are you trusting in Jesus as your basis to be forgiven and made right with God? And are you obeying Jesus as your king, as your Lord? Now that can give us plenty to think about as we get some rest, but I just want to point out in verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. When is the last time you rejoiced exceedingly with great joy? I just want to point out that Jesus as our Savior and our King, is a source of great joy, exceeding rejoicing. If you grew up in the church like I did, um, you can take Him for granted. You're used to Him. You're used to being saved. You're used to being right with God the Father. You're used to having His Word and having His direction for your life. And you can get bored and complacent and apathetic. But the Gospels just remind us of how glorious He is, how good it is that He came. And no matter what's going on in your life, Jesus came. He came to save you. He came to be your King. And you can rejoice exceedingly with great joy. Verse 11, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Jesus is someone to fall down and worship, not to be taken lightly, not to be forgotten about until next Sunday. He is the most important person in all reality. I'm going to guide you in some prayer now, and this will also be our closing prayer for the meditation time. Father, I don't know this listener as well as you do, so I'm just going to speak for myself and listener. You talk to God for yourself, but I know I often take Jesus for granted. Please forgive me. Please help me see him with fresh eyes. Please help us see him as the Savior King. Please fix our hearts so that we rejoice exceedingly with great joy over Jesus. 
please fix our eyes so that we see him as worthy of falling down before him and worshiping him and using our treasures for his glory. Please empower and enable us to live fully for Jesus tomorrow in his name. Amen.